In this episode of the Latino Business Report, we welcome back Edward Dennis. Edward is an author, illustrator, and has just published his first book. It is a much-needed children's book titled The Boy from Mexico. The story is about a 14-year-old boy who leaves his home and family in Mexico in search of a better life in the United States. In today's political and economic landscape, a comprehensive understanding of immigration is challenging. I can only imagine what this plight looks like through the eyes of a child. A Boy from Mexico is a beautifully illustrated bilingual children's book that children can understand and that immigrant children can relate to. Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. And welcome to another episode. Today we have returning guest with us, Edward Dennis. If you remember, Edward is a young man who was a previous school teacher, decided to quit, go out and write his own book, a children's book, and illustrate it. The name of the book is The Boy from Mexico. For those listeners, you may remember that is episode number 35, and if you haven't listened to that episode, you may want to go back and catch it after you listen to this one. So here we go. Edward, how are you doing? You there? Yes, I'm here. I'm doing great, JR. Thank you for having me back. Edward, thank you for being back. I cannot tell you how excited I am about your book. I mean, I got my copy the other day. I've read it. Uh, didn't take me very long, but it, it's probably one of the first books I've read in the past couple months, but I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for that uh, that opportunity and the illustrations, Edward, are just amazing. You've done a great job with this. Yes, thank you. Like I said in the, the last podcast, it took me several years to write and illustrate it, so I'm just excited that it's out there now. This is the, the second day it's been out, and people are starting to trickle in, sending me emails and messages saying that they got their book, so I'm, I'm really excited. Edward, for those who may have missed the previous episode, give us a little background on yourself and why you decided to write this book. Yeah, so I was previously a school teacher, and I had some students that were asking me about immigration. They were immigrants themselves, and I didn't have any literature to give them. Um, these were second graders, so I decided that I, you know, I'd save up some money, quit my job, and and write a series of books about my own heritage, my great grandfather's migration um, from Mexico to the United States, and kind of you know, try to get it published and see what would happen. So when you say series of books, so this is the first in many books that you're writing or several? Yes, yes. I, I hope to do many, many books, but this is the first of three in this series. Okay, Edward, I have to ask. You were a school teacher. You're getting a steady paycheck. Elementary school teacher, correct? Yes, correct. So you're getting a steady paycheck, and you basically quit the job to focus in on writing a book. A children's book of all things. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess for me, I've always wanted to write books. I always wanted to illustrate something that kids would enjoy. But I think, JR, the, the ultimate reason is I'm, I'm creating stories that I wish existed when I was a child. So I kind of see that as my mission. Okay. And without spoiling it, or spoiler alert... What uh, can you tell us a little bit about the book? What it what is about? I, I mean, I know what it's about because I've read it. I've actually I read it twice already, and I really really enjoyed the fact that it's bilingual, 
and all the information you put in the back and the glossaries, I thought it, I thought it was very um, educational. I mean, I learned a few things, and I can see who would be why it would be great for the kids as well. Yeah, well, I I think my end goal, you know, without spoiling it, was to teach empathy by teaching culture, uh, the language, and the geography of Mexico. So that was my my end goal, and I. From the reviews I'm getting so far from people, I, I think I did that. I I agree, absolutely. The illustrations are amazing, Edward. Your book is twice the size of a normal children's book. Yeah, yeah. So that was a conversation my publisher and I had was, you know, how many pages do you want it? Traditional children's book can be anywhere from 35 to 40, 45 pages. And I said, well, I can't really tell this story I want to tell in that amount of pages. So, you know, I've spent probably, I want to say, and, and anyone who picks up the book will see it, but about 40 to, uh, to 50 hours on each page. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty lengthy children's book. It's uh, kindergarten through third grade. And I kind of pulled no punches on, on the, the length of it, the, the depth of the story and the artwork. So you basically put in uh, an entire work week on each page of just illustration. Yeah, yeah I did. Wow. Well, I, I have to say, the, 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 uh, the illustrations are great. The book is successful. So where, where are you at now in, in the process? I, I understand uh, before, we got up, before we started talking that your book is actually hitting um, some of the number one bestseller list right now. Yeah, so right now it's um, hitting like number one new release on Amazon. Um, it won some stuff on uh, new releases on on Walmart site and Barnes and Noble. And right now, I I had some Barnes and Noble events. I had two book openings in uh, Los Angeles, and I'm going to have another event at the Phoenix Public Library in in Arizona. And then I'll be coming to Texas to see you. Hopefully, we can pull off that that amazing Walmart event. And I'm really just in the phase of promoting it. I'm going to elementary schools. I'm meeting with universities in, in uh, California and Arizona to try to just get some traction on the book and get it in the hands of as many children as possible. That is great. When you talk, so there's definite, you're getting some ROI, some return on your investment from the promoting, I can assume. Now, did I hear you right when I saw this, that in the book ratings, that you, as far as in the Latino category, that you actually beat out George Lopez's book? Yeah, so I um, I think it was two weeks ago. I was I was trending pretty high. I was beating Sesame Street. I was beating um, George Lopez's book and a few other books. Uh, they update those every hour by sales. So I, I was really happy to see that a book that is just so very obviously about immigration, even from the title to the cover art, that it would be so well accepted so then so edward you can actually say you've had a you've had a number one bestseller maybe it may have been for very long but you had a number one bestseller yeah so i guess you could say that um i, I I'm i'll wait say it for, i'll say yeah. it for you <laughs> yeah i'm waiting for i'll wait for a couple months to say something like that i i hope that happens um well i didn't know, realize they, something... they updated those every hour yeah every hour they update them um once you read a, reach a certain threshold, though, of sales, it stays on there forever. So my book just hasn't – it's only been out for two days. So I'm hoping something like that happens because, you know, when you make something and you work so hard on it, it feels yeah. really good to have people appreciate it. 
Well, it's only been out for a few days, but you're saying that it's was already there. So was it pre-sales or what was actually getting you some of the numbers? Yes, pre-sales. So pre-sales were, were uh, accounted for like new releases. So when it released officially, all those pre-sales helped it kind of jump up there. Okay. Edward, I'm not even going to pretend to understand the book industry. That is foreign to me. So you as a author, an illustrator, putting in all this time, you know, two years of, of effort into making this thing happen. How many, no, I'm sorry, was it two years? Or how much time did you put into this? Yeah, it was about two years, a little over. A little over two years. So from a business standpoint, how do you get paid? Do you get paid? I'm sure you get a commission off each one of the books, but does the publisher give you some upfront money? I mean, it's not like television or the movies. You know, somebody goes, oh, I wrote a book. Uh, I know it's a little bit more more complicated than that. Can you kind of give us a, give me a little bit of an idea of, of what that looks like from a business end? Yeah, so depending on the contract and uh, depending on how well the, the publisher is gonna, thinks the, the, the book's going to do, right, they will present you with numbers, whether they're going to give you money up front or they're going to give you money on the back end in the form of royalties. Um, so my publisher is, I won't say numbers, but I get, you know, a certain percentage for every book sold. And I, I thought it was a really good percentage. So I'm, I'm definitely in it just like the publisher, right? The publisher has their, their credibility sure. on the line and I need to make sure it sells. So I can, you know, pay my bills and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's definitely one of those things where you're making a lot of money on the back end if you're, the book's doing well. Okay. Well, welcome to the world of entrepreneurship. It's not a steady paycheck. Right. Yeah, it fluctuates for sure. Definitely. So, um, you said you were on tour. So, who pays for these tours? Is it the publisher? Is it out-of-pocket expenses? And how does that work when you're touring around and going to all these different locations? Yeah, so um, at first, I was doing it, saving money. Um, publisher helps out for sure, getting the venue, getting the book into the stores, and then stocking the book in stores. Sometimes they give you a travel budget. Um, that has happened uh, for a few instances. But mainly, there are nonprofits that really believe in what I'm doing, and they are helping me along the way. Um, uh, a big one is the Cultura out of San Diego. They're helping me uh, get books and set up events. And I, I go there and I read the book to kids at schools um, or a, a bilingual bookstore and I draw the kids and we color. Oh, cool. You color. Yes. So I have free coloring pages for, for children um, ah, about okay. Mesoamerica. So yeah, about Mesoamerica off my website. So we read the book. We draw my main character, and then we do a little coloring. So these these are coloring pages separate from the book. They're not included in the book. Right, right. Okay. With with um, okay with that, you said you had some other books um, lined up. You're off, you're off to a good start on this one. Do you expect to maintain that same success for your for your uh, next book or your next several I, books? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, that's what I'm I'm trying to I I'm busting my tail right now really jr to get my book out there in the hands of the right people so i can tell a series and paint the whole picture of immigration and then being mexican-american um because my first book my first book is about um the 
migration process and then my character will have children and it'll be about his children and and so forth so i definitely am doing my best right now to sleep as little as possible and get my book out there so hopefully my second and third book will will come out too so your next book is just gonna be a continuation of your main character's life yes so and by main character i mean my great-grandfather so when he migrated here, he became a farm worker. So I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, his the second book is about him living here post-migration. And the third book is about uh, his children. Hmm. So like, Ed, are you going to become like a, a have a, a Yellowstone franchise here or something? I mean, are you going to keep going and going and then it's going to be the prequel books and, and just uh, sit back when you make millions and millions of dollars? <laughs> I don't know about millions of dollars, but hey, we got a rich culture and we do a lot for people here. So I, I want to I really, really tell that to children and empower them. Well, that congratulations. I didn't realize that you were going to be doing kind of a I knew you had some other books lined up, but I didn't know it was going to be a continuation of the, the life of your main character. That's exciting. And the main character is based on your great grandfather. Yes, correct. My great grandfather, um, my paternal great grandfather, his name was Jorge Francisco Dennis Flores. And I named him Luz because my mother passed away about a year and a half ago and I wanted to honor her. So I named him, my name Luz after um, her father, her grandfather. So her grandfather's name was Luz? Yes. Okay. Well, this, like I said, this is exciting. Now, I know, and I want to share, and I hope I'm not ruining anything here, but you have been in talks, and I know there's consideration of Edward James almost actually doing an audio version. Yes. Um, he, so, you know, I didn't know any of this about, <clears throat> I didn't know a lot about the publishing world, but I'll give the viewers a little, uh, insight. The audio rights to your book are different than the physical and electronic rights to your book. So I got an email one day, my publisher didn't even tell me about it. I got an email from a completely different publisher that specializes in audiobooks. They're called RMB books are the biggest, audiobook publisher on the planet they've done everyone every famous person you can think of they've done their book um they emailed me and said hey we just uh signed a deal with your publisher we're going to be taking on the rights and the production and oversight and distribution of your audiobook and i said what that's awesome great i have someone in mind who has shown interest edward james almost because i know his son and yeah it was really cool and i don't know if it's going to happen or not but he did read the book. He liked it. He reviewed it. It's on my Amazon page. If you go to my Amazon page, uh, just search up The Boy from Mexico. Um, you'll see his review on there. Outstanding. That, that is great. Dennis, I cannot, uh, Edward, excuse me, Edward, I cannot tell you how excited I am for you and the fact that I think your books are selling well. It's going to continue to sell well because there is a need. You are filling a niche that... Um, that needs to be filled, and many times as Latinos, we don't tell our own story. And you are taking, you're stepping up, young man, and you are telling that story, and telling it from a perspective of a um, of an immigrant, and it's a story that needs to be told. And not only people who have immigrated or families have immigrated, but people, other people. I think this is a good educational book, not only for children but also for adults. I agree a hundred percent. I have a lot of children that have liked the book so far at the events. I went to an elementary school. All the, uh, There's about 400 kids. All, they all loved it. 
the teachers were crying. So it's one of those books that if it affects you personally, then it, it, it hits you deep. And um, I also wanted to say thank you for everyone at Tamak and especially UJR for kind of being on the forefront of helping push the book in, in Texas and other places. Um, it's, it's truly amazing to know that people um, feel the same way I do about stuff like this. Oh, you are quite welcome. No, we just uh, we just saw this. I mean, when we first met, we got got connected, and after I started talking to you, um, and after that that first episode that we did, I said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna stay in touch and keep following this thing." So um, I'm very excited about that. Now, uh, you plan on coming to Texas? Last time we talked, we're looking at when uh, February. Yes, early February, uh, mid February. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, going down to some WalMarts, reading the book signing some copies for kids, drawing with them. That would be amazing. We'll get you in some schools and libraries and do some stuff with some maybe uh, different chambers of commerce down here. But we'll we'll talk offline about that. But we're very excited to have you come to Texas personally and actually read and present the books uh, to a lot of people. In the meantime, if somebody's interested in, in getting a copy of this book and just in time for Christmas, folks, it's just in time for Christmas. Where do, Where can they go, Edward? Where can they go? Um, the book is available. If you go to um, theboyfrommexico.com, it's available and on my website at a bunch of different places. The main ones are Target, Walmart, Barnes & Noble, uh, definitely Amazon. I, I would say probably the easiest way would be to just go on Amazon, I guess, and type in The Boy From Mexico. Um, it's uh, the one with the little boy on it with about a million colors on the cover. <laughs> it's a very distinctive uh, book cover. It's just full of color. Yes, definitely. I don't know how many colors are on it probably 50 but i i definitely wanted to um you know throw the the kitchen sink at it because i was like you know what, if i don't get another chance to do a book at least i got to do one my way how true i noticed that a lot of a lot of the book is bilingual i mean it's a pretty easy bilingual version and you come with a glossary why did you choose to make it bilingual um i i grew up in a bilingual household and you know, I'd go to school, and every book I, I read it was in English, and they had a Caucasian character or an animal as a character. So I just wanted to bring that that culture in there, and um, there's also a, a Mayan word in there. I wanted to introduce um, uh, some, you know, history about our indigenous side. So my main character's father's name is Akato, which means read in Mayan. So yeah, okay. I was just trying to be, you know, as, as unique as possible. And why did you decide to put so much content in the back of the book? Yeah, that was something that I really felt strongly about. That I, I wanted kids to not just to just not read the story. I wanted the the experience to be interactive. Um, I wanted parents or teachers to be able to read the book multiple times. I wanted someone to read the book and they walked away and they understood. 100% what the book's about. That's why I have so much stuff in the back. The glossary, the questions for reflection, or the facts about Mexico. Well, I think you did an excellent job with that, Edward. Um, I know that I've I've read the book twice already, and I've, I find myself gravitated towards the back of the book with all that information that you have in there. So, outstanding job. And I just wish you the, uh, the very best. And folks, if you're out there this holiday shopping... Um, and even beyond the holidays, it's this is a perfect gift. It's a perfect gift for. It's geared for what what age groups again, Edward? Um, it's geared for kindergarten through third graders. 
kindergarten through third graders or an adult like me who's just a slow reader and doesn't like reading without <laughs> a lot of color. I mean, the reading is so easy. I mean, well, it's a third, third grade level, but your illustrations are just amazing. Your, your illustrations you. are really amazing. Um, before we go, I, I once again want to thank you and remind the listeners, listen to episode number 35 of the Latino Business Report. We go into a little bit more depth with Edward and why he did it. And before we go, Edward, would you share that story with me one more time as to what kids were asking you that kind of put you over the top to decide to go ahead and write this book when, when you were teaching? Yeah, I had students that were um, either first generation or they were immigrants themselves. I myself am third generation. And they were asking me questions about what they were hearing on the news when um, this was around the time Donald Trump, this was his second year in his presidency. So I believe it was late 2017. And they were asking me stuff they heard in the news. And then one student was asking me about something he heard at the grocery store. And I won't go into details, but it was enough to where I said to myself, I, I got to get this, this, these kids some books to read about, I, cause I don't, I can't explain it. Um, and I definitely don't want to, you know, what, was it affect, like was it, was what they were hearing in the news, was it affecting their self-esteem? Is, is it, Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, I mean, hearing it as an adult, some of this stuff it affects my self-esteem. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hear that stuff and I felt so bad for the children. I, I said, you know what? I got to do whatever I can to get a book published and I want to hand it to these kids and um, I I want them to be empowered by it. Wow. And what I really appreciate that you've done, Edward, is you and your publishers have worked together and make the price point of this book very, very affordable. Yes, for sure. Yes. On Amazon, just to give the listeners an idea, it goes to it goes for about how much on Amazon? Yes, thirteen dollars. It's pretty cheap. It's an amazing book, Edward. Uh, congratulations! I I I'm promoting it everywhere I can. I'm telling people about it, and I plan on um, buying several of them, a couple, about a dozen of them myself, and giving away as gifts to uh, to friends that I know, so I can give them to their grandkids. So, congratulations! And is there any uh, final thoughts you'd like to leave with us? No, uh, just that I'm very grateful to, to be here, to be talking to you. And, you know, I, I never thought this day would come but where the, I get to hold the book and hear people's thoughts on it. So, yeah, you spend so many time, so much time drawing and writing in a dark room that when something comes out, I'm just trying to take a, a breath and accept it. Well, congratulations. You've been listening to the Latino Business Report. I'm your host, J.R. Gonzalez, and we've been talking to Edward Dennist. Author, illustrator, entrepreneur, and uh, a name that hopefully you'll be hearing a lot more of and seeing a lot more of his books. Latino Business Report, you can find us at latinobusinessreport.com. We also have our entire library of podcasts uh, uploaded to YouTube by the same name, Latino Business Report. So until next time, folks, um, stay safe and have a happy holiday.